Earthlings, and welcome to the Rogue Planet Podcast. I'm Jason McClellan, and we've got a whole party here today. Who's all Ooh, here? Great time. Maureen Elsberry, of course, as usual. Yes. Who else? <laughs> Ryan Sprague. Ryan Sprague. Little Spragles. Ah, hey, guys. And I'm Kenny Rogers. <laughs> it's been <laughs> a long time since we've had Kenny Rogers on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, delighted no. to have such an themed guest <laughs> little past his prime but i'm glad he's here yep. his face is full of botox now this is caleb hanks was... rogue planeteers <laughs> caleb hanks uh, finally bummer. back on the podcast that is fantastic so we've got a whole party here today we've got some uh interesting weird and uh, pointless things to discuss today on the podcast but before we get to that um maureen i want to hear about an adventure you have coming up yeah, I'm actually moving out of Arizona where I've lived for 13 years for the time being. I'm putting all of my stuff into storage and uh, packing all my camping gear in my car. And I'm going to take a couple weeks and drive up the entire Pacific Coast Highway camping. And that will be filled. And this is solo. Um, so everyone should hope I don't get murdered or anything bad. Um, but I'm going to be spending a lot of that time exploring some weird paranormal things along the way. I will be blogging about it, uh, doing video posts. You can follow me on Periscope, Twitter, all the works to keep in touch with what the hell is happening to me. Uh, it's going to be weird and it's going to be interesting. That sounds so awesome. Um, <laughs> pretty, very pretty jealous. jealous, but I'm very proud of you for documenting it the way you plan to. Um, we'll, well see how successful you are at it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Periscope, huh? You're going to do seven it? Seven hours a day in a car. Uh, we'll see how much I feel like riding afterwards. Uh, I'm planning on doing it. <laughs> so we're going to slowly podcasting. see your descent into insanity as the trip goes on. Uh, well, um, I hope that people have already seen my descent into insanity uh, so far. <laughs> but, you can't go uh, much deeper. Well, you never know. Don't say, don't say never. Bring a taser. Um, I don't own a taser. Uh, well, I buy have one. I've got a knife, but no there taser. You're an outdoor. You're, you're, you're an outdoors outdoorsy woman. Don't you have bear spray? Uh, that's what I was just saying. Bear mace. I actually don't own it, but maybe I should get it. I will be in bear country. Uh, you know, both. Uh, human form and and animal. Yay! <laughs> Man, I can't believe how how expensive that bear stuff is. What what is bear mace? I had no idea that was a thing. <laughs> it's high powered mace. It's in a big canister. Uh, mm -hmm. It shoots up to thirty some feet. Whoa! So, so when it comes to bears, uh, you know, bears, especially nowadays, um, they don't really get scared that easily. So uh, even with, well, especially with grizzlies, but even blacks, they say that, uh, you know, even if you have a gun and it would be terrible, I don't encourage anybody to do this. But if anybody uh, were to shoot a bear, a lot of times, even with high powered guns, you're not going to uh, deter that bear. If it wants to get you, it's going to get you. But <laughs> there have been rangers who have been asked about this spray and they say, people say, Come on, does that stuff really work, or is it just a, a gimmick that they, you know, sell the tourists coming into Yellowstone and places like that where there are lots of bears? Say, look, it's the only thing that I've ever seen that actually will make a bear turn and run the other way. So, well, I mean, it's it hurts. <laughs> yeah, except for so, my sparkling naked physique. <laughs> well, that scares that scares everyone away, Caleb. <laughs> Just the reflection of the sun off of it. <laughs> so true. Have any of you guys ever ever done the periscope before? Yeah. 
Really? You I've... Periscope, Caleb? I creepily watch people on it. Okay, but you haven't recorded on it. I actually haven't either, but I opened an account for this purpose because I'm going to be all sorts of cool places that, you know, the whole idea behind it is look at the world through somebody else's eyes. Um, so I decided I was going to do it, but I've only like watched a couple and I've never broadcast. So this will be new for me. Well, I think what you're doing is going to be fantastic for it, but yeah, I'm, I'm still yeah, not I on board it's... with the whole Periscope thing, man. All right, I, I, all I see on there is people wanting to see open boobs. <laughs> so expect oh, to see a lot of oh yeah that's that's a thing so people will be commenting and you'll see that a lot of lot a lot of people will say open boobs and they're saying show me your boobs but for some reason it's called open boobs that's what everybody like that, says. that would be <laughs> open very boobs. very it's, painful and expensive to fix yes open your boobs <laughs> my robot boobs but uh, uh a lot of people smoking be... up and uh, a lot of people saying my first periscope so don't when when you do your first one, don't say it's your first one because that's just annoying. Okay, I will not. <laughs> I Nobody wants to know it's your first time, Maureen. That's I, right. I'm pretty sure it announces to you when somebody you follow is broadcasting for the first time, anyways. Because mm. my I know phone you can certainly set it, like, you, can, you can certainly oh, set it up to for the first time to send out to Twitter and stuff when you're broadcasting. So. I'll right. certainly have to follow you either. because I will actually care when you're broadcasting as opposed to anybody else on Periscope that I follow right now. <laughs> Short little sweet, nice little views of stuff. And, um, uh, you know, I'm going to be going through a lot of alleged Bigfoot country. So um, stay tuned for, you know, I might need the bear mace for something else entirely. <laughs> so aside from those, I mean, that, that'll be cool, but... Do you have any other um, spots besides Bigfoot locations that might be somewhat paranormal that you have on your agenda? Yeah, actually, my my first stop. So the first day I'm driving from uh, Phoenix to San Diego, and I'm going to stay at a friend's house there before I start camping. I'm going to go to the Whaley House, which is the um, allegedly the most haunted house in the United States. Now, a lot of people claim that this is what the Travel Channel or something named this house. So um, I'm going to do a tour of that, and I'll do a broadcast from that. Uh, I won't be doing an official investigation because I won't be able to do that at night. But I will do a tour, and I'll give people the history of the house and sort of what ghosts are alleged to creep around there. Well, this is going to be um, awesome to follow along with. Um, and say say again... Your, your your Twitter and, and Periscope name so people can follow along. Sure. Both Twitter and Periscope are at Maureen Ellsbury, and that's M-A-U-R-E-E-N-E-L-S-B-E-R-R-Y. Um, you can go to rogueplanet.tv and find all my information in the About page. Hooray! Well, that's going to be a lot of fun. Well, we, we you know, wish you luck on your journey. Thank you. Yeah. And and normally I would stick around for this whole podcast because I know you're going to be talking about Bigfoot and all sorts of other fun stuff. Um, but I am in a parking lot with a friend waiting inside uh, for me. So I am going to have to depart and wish you boys well. And we will have to do this again soon. I will be available for podcasting on the road. We will have to do that. That'll be so cool. Awesome. All right. Best wishes, guys. Don't talk bad about me while I'm gone. Or See you later, Hollywood. <laughs> Bye, Maureen. Bye, Maureen's friend. Well, Bye. There, there are lots of things to talk about that have been in the news. And I guess while we uh, get into the, the news discussion here, we should jump right into it. And uh, since today was Apple Day, we should nope, there she take care of the big Apple <laughs> news. All of the, uh, the, the reveals at the big Apple keynote today. Yeah. I managed to sit through the entire stream. Uh, I did too. I should have texted you. One of the <laughs> events, Apple's getting better at this. They don't always do it, but sometimes for their events, they'll live stream the entire thing. And they, this was one of those events. Um, it's pretty cool to see it all happen. I usually watch, you know, the live, uh, either the, the tweeting or the live blogging that all of the tech sites do. Uh, Mashable does a really good job. But actually watched the stream today, and they kind of 
I don't know. When you sit back, it doesn't seem like they revealed all that much, but it was a pretty big day. Dude, they rocked it, I think. Uh, compared to, like, the last Apple reveal day, like, absolutely the Apple TV just rocked it, man. I'm with you. I think that yeah. was that was huge. So just to run down quickly the, the things, like, they kind of went down their, their mobile product lines. They had modifications to the, the iWatch, um, a new iPad new iPhones, and new Apple TV. The iWatch, yeah, you know, it's it got a new operating uh, uh, version of the operating system, a um, couple of different bands, different color combinations, but nothing big it's, there. It's still a baby. It's still a baby product. It is still a baby. Yeah. I am super, I mean, I'm still very excited about the Apple Watch. I want an Apple Watch. But I don't think it's there yet, and certainly at the the price point, I don't think it's going to be widely accepted. I mean, what is the cheapest one? It's like three ninety nine. Mm-hmm. I think so three fifty for the cheapest one. That's on top of already having your iPhone. So you've got this expensive combination here, and, and a piece of hardware that's going to need to be upgraded uh, within a couple years, like you do with your phone. Um, it's pretty impressive, but I'm certainly not dropping that money on a watch right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, before we get into the, the fun part of talking about the, the Apple TV, which I think was the highlight mm-hmm. of the day, um, from an artist's perspective, like seeing the iPad Pro was really exciting because it's the first Apple product to have um, a, like, a, like a stylus. They call it the Apple Pencil. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just recently bought a Microsoft Surface Pro 2 so I could actually like draw on the Surface and use Photoshop and do all my sketchings for the uh, the comic I'm doing with that. And as soon as I saw the iPad Pro, I was just I kind of heard through the grapevine that it was coming, but I was like, eh, it'll probably probably be, you know, out of my price range. And then I see it and I mean it's, you know, it's $800. It's it's not exactly cheap. Well, but... and it's not really made for it. I mean, it's got the ability to and, you know, there's near zero latency, which is really right. cool to see. But it's still, I mean, it's it's a powerful machine, a powerful tablet, portable tablet. It's got a, its own cool keyboard they revealed with it. Um, and, yeah, the Apple Pencil. But still, I mean, to me, if you're a true artist who sketches or, or, or creates art on a tablet system, I think you would go, you would opt, especially paying that that dollar amount, you would opt more for a tablet that's specifically designed for that, like a Wacom tablet or something right. like that. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I, I have a lot of friends in the art art community that um, they use Wacom tablets and blah, 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 and all, all kinds of different, like, specific for um, drawing tablets like that. And a lot of them have been migrating to things like the Surface Pro 2 and the Surface uh, 3 because the sketching uh, capabilities are, they're on par. I mean, they're like right there. And then on top of that, you get a fully functional computer. So latency is a small issue. Um, Running Windows 10 on the Surface Pro 2 like I am. And so when you're doing the sketches, you have to make sure that your project files that are a super, uh, like 72 DPI, like a smaller resolution rather than 300. Um, But still, the idea of an iPad... Uh, and also something that's going to be like seamlessly integrated with my operating systems on my Mac computers. The the idea of it completely excites me. Judging that, I literally would spend you know two hundred two hundred fifty more on the Apple product. One of the things that uh, Adobe showcased during this thing on their their Photoshop app was technology they say is is specific to the app and that was the the photo editing ability they showed and they've gotten a lot not a lot but there have been people bitching about this online about uh manipulating a photo of a woman in a in a, a fashion magazine a face of a woman and very simply the software was able to make this woman smile, like to change the position of her mouth. It automatically recognized the facial features. It could You could see um, locators on the eyes and on the mouth, and they just grabbed this little handle on the screen and moved the mouth, and it, it 
very realistically changed the uh, the position, the shape of the the lips and the cheeks. It was really creepy, but really cool, dude. Yeah, that was that was really impressive, honestly. Like, I would love to take that and and my mind and Caleb, I know probably you too. Like, my mind was just racing with uh, animation possibilities of like t- just taking photos and and being able to you know manipulate them and use yeah. that for for video production purposes. Totally. That's awesome. Yeah, and just think of like all the revisionist history you could do with those awkward photos of yourself. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, completely Doc, changing expressions. I mean, it's change crazy. Your history. Change your right. Facebook history to make it look like you were way happier. <laughs> yeah, my entire life has been, you know, freaking rainbows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, we've 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 been in this world for a long time now, but uh, you know, we know now that well, we've known for a long time that you know you can't rely on a photo. A photo is not yeah. proof of anything. It's not not accurate, not necessarily accurate, because it could be <laughs> manipulated to show anything, and just something like this that. Very realistic, very believable, and just with a, a flip of a finger on an app, you can change an expression. Mm-hmm. That's just mind-boggling, and you know, conspiracy theorists love to rip on uh, you know UFO photos and things, and say, "Oh, yeah. it's, it's impossible to to create something like that. That would cost millions of dollars of software <laughs> to do friends. that." I mean, all this stuff can be done with free software now, but you know, UFOs talking about UFOs and photos, but now changing expressions on faces so easily, just a couple of seconds. Yeah. I, I love technology. It's it's a little scary, but it's awesome. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool um, with the, the Apple TV when they, they uh, mentioned that now if you're watching, you know, a movie or a TV show, you could just speak to Siri and say, you know, like, oh, I what else is on here with this actress or this actor, you know, and they'll pull up. And that entire – practically that actor's IMDB and uh, stream anything that that person may have done. Uh, the algorithms for these things are just out of control and just making everything so at your fingertips and able to multitask. And yeah, I think it's really exciting and um, a little scary, but yeah. Apple, Apple. TV looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is – you know, Apple's vision for TV is apps. And, you know, while we've been going down that road for a while now with Roku boxes and, and things like that and people streaming shows from Hulu and from Netflix, we're we're kind of used to the, the app uh, process now for our viewing. But, yeah, Apple takes it further and actually makes Siri – uh, there are a reason to use Siri. <laughs> it's very <Right>. useful. <laughs> um, and, and they demonstrated that quite well with exactly how you said, like asking for searching by by actor or searching for funny Anything. television shows. or yeah. uh, Well, something that's like really interesting about how Apple has made um, Siri integrated with the new Apple TV is the fact that it is so like – it's so personable and you say the things that you would just say to like a person that was going right. and getting you something and you can and you can talk to Siri very much like just find like the example was just find the uh the episode of Modern Family with the Ed Norton cameo and then it pulls it right up right. it's like being able to give it those like very commonplace directions and and not have to say like unnatural kind of robotic things that you kind of have to say to Siri now on the mm-hmm. phone it's that is insanely like breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing that I'm sure is too smart for it right now, uh, because all of this, you know, you just have to try to wrap your head around how many hours have been put into this thing by Apple to go through, and and it's not just Apple. I'm sure it's all their content partners too, but all the back end stuff, the the information that's being input. For all of these different shows, all the names of the actors, um, the production studios, just the different keywords, the tagging that's involved to be able to have Siri uh, read through it and pull up your your query, um, your query re- results. I wonder, you know, if they've gone so far as 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 to go through the, the shows and movies to add certain tags on people in the show so as you're watching you can say 
Siri, who is that actor? Or Siri, what else did that actor play in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's funny you mentioned that, Jason. I had an, an actor friend the other day talking about that, and they said, this is fantastic for our careers because we're still no names. And, you know, maybe they were in the background of a Law & Order episode yeah. or uh, they had a one line in a soap opera or something. And you can you can you can just say, who is that actor? And whatever's on the screen at that moment, they will, you know, facial recognize or do what it has to do. And it will try its best to find out who that person is. So, again, you know, uh, pros and cons of that. But I guess good for an actor's career. <laughs> it's funny that you, you bring up Law and Order because I spend a lot of time watching Law and Order and Law and Order SVU. And mm-hmm. I'm constantly seeing people on there that I know I know from other shows. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll sit, sit there and rack my brain. And eventually I'll break down and go to IMDb. And that's a long process because, <laughs> you know, you're looking through just Law and Order in general. And there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people who have appeared on Law and Order and Law and Order SVU. Mm-hmm. So going that way is very <laughs> time-consuming, trying to find yeah. that one actor and going, that's the guy, yeah, and yeah. then pull, pull up their individual profile. But I think, mm-hmm. I think Siri's probably getting there, and I love how they use that example of you know, show me other shows with this actor because I do that a lot when I watch TV shows or movies. I'm on my phone pulling up IMDb looking at that actor's other shows. Yeah, that's super, that's super helpful for me because I have like – a nervous tick about that, about like recognizing <laughs> actors and knowing who they are. I do too. And, and I can't let it go when I, you, <laughs> I know, I know, but I can't pull the name. I'm like, damn it. I've got to figure this out now. And it drives me crazy. Well, <laughs> like usually I'm, I'm like really good. I don't know why for some reason my brain retains, I can never meet somebody's name if I meet them and I'll spend like a weekend hanging out with this person and still be calling them the wrong name. But is, <laughs> if it's, if it's like somebody on TV or movies, like I know exactly who they are. And I had this instance the other night where my girlfriend was just like, you are such a nerd because we had just recently watched Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And one of my favorite, just very subtle, but favorite scenes from that whole movie is when uh, the guy is like, uh, when Pee-wee's giving his whole big presentation about his bike being stolen. Sorry, people, spoilers. Spoilers. And um, <laughs> and this guy's talking in the crowd, and he's like, is that something you'd like to share with the rest of us, Amazing Larry? <laughs> and that and the, just like this hideous dude turns around. And so we were watching um, The Brink on HBO with Jack Black. I don't know if you've seen that and Tim Robbins. And oh, yeah. there was one little point where there's this one little old man helping them out with something. He's like a clerk at a store or something like that. And I'm like, that's the amazing Larry. And Julie, <laughs> yeah, and my girlfriend's just like, that's, that is not the amazing Larry. I'm like, hold on and just get on IMDb and bam, totally was. <laughs> so, so now I don't have to go through all that shit. I can just be like, hey, Siri, is that the amazing Larry? And then she'll be like, yeah. Yes. Caleb, you're a genius. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she, yeah, exactly. She sarcastically is like, you have solved right. the riddle. Or she starts telling you, you need to get out more. <laughs> yeah, she's like, she's like, yes, that is the amazing Larry. Can I suggest some bike routes and greenways? <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs> some of the... Get outside. Some of the, uh, you know, functionality, just normal viewing functionality they demonstrated was really cool to see, too, to, to help people realize how... Uh, using Siri um, with Apple TV really could uh, be used in just normal normal viewing, not you know getting sidetracked and looking for other characters or, or other movies with certain actors. But fast forwarding, you know, you could say Siri, go forward five minutes, or Siri, yeah. go back a minute if you miss something. And they even showed uh, the woman doing the demonstration. She said watching a show and there was some dialogue and she said siri what did she just say and it goes back like 30 seconds or whatever and temporarily turns on the captions yeah so you can see what was just said that's awesome because i can't tell you how many times i'm watching a show and either i do it or my wife does it she'll say what what did that person just say i don't know (laughs) now you can find out super cool it just really seems like when they sat down to design what the what the TVOS was going to be for this thing. They were like, what really happens when you sit down and watch TV? How do you really interact with your TV? And how can we just like approve upon these like random little social things that you don't even really realize you do, but you do them all the time? 
They did a really good job, and I think they nailed a lot of them. But they also give you the ability to to customize Apple TV a lot, and that, that's really good because viewing preferences are certainly different for everybody. And a good example of that for me, I always uh, laugh when I see this, and they had the per, a person from Major League Baseball there showing all this great way you can watch – MLB you can watch games and have multiple games up and see scores and get updates flashing on the screen from certain games and all this. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm never have been and never will be one of those guys who like wants a hundred different games on my screen if I'm watching you know a football game or something like yeah I watch one thing at a time and maybe I'm interested in another game and you know I can look at my phone to get the score or, you know maybe that would be interesting to have that one score pop up but the ability to like have all of these different games going on simultaneously that's not how i view sports but there are apparently a lot of people who do so mm-hmm. that's cool that they've got that ability but hey, viewing is yeah. very very individualized i think with different preferences but uh i think we've we've eaten our apple already you know lots of Ooh, lots of nice. apple stuff going on today and pretty exciting. Uh, I can't afford any of it for a while, but uh, <laughs> Apple's going in the right direction. Um, so really excited by the news today. Really want to get an Apple TV. Um, <laughs> have to see see how that spins. But I mean, one fifty is not that bad. No, it really it's isn't. Yeah. It's really not. Um, so I can see it in my future. But let's talk about the other. I, I'm going to rope this into you to a little bit of tech news too but it's basically geek news um all the star wars toys that just came out yeah um, yes <laughs> we can all be kids and talk about star wars toys because they're awesome um i could probably speak uh for both of you and say that the coolest obviously was the bb-8 yeah yes. toy. agreed um there were a couple of different ones released um you know the super cool one by spiro Mm-hmm. But uh, then I guess Target has their own one, too, that uh, I think was made by Hasbro. Um, yes. It's, like a, it's slightly cheaper. It's 80 bucks. I think the Sphero one's 150 But Are they much uh, different? They, they are slightly different. So the Hasbro one has its own remote control, like an actual remote control. Uh, the Sphero one, you have to use your phone, an app yeah. on your phone, to control it. And the Hasbro one also, um, from what I've read and, and what I can kind of see from the pictures, is that it's a little more uh, like scuffed up and stuff, like right, yeah. it actually is in the movie. So it's right. a little more realistic that way. But um, oh, and the the Hasbro one, the cheaper one, makes its own noises. The Sphero one, the more expensive one, makes noises. But from what I read, those noises come out of your phone. Not out of the device itself. Huh. Oh, okay. That's hmm. kind of a bummer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a little letdown. But other than that, it looks pretty cool. And the the only negative thing I'll say about it is, or, or the only way I think it could be better, is if it were full sized. Because mm-hmm. these things See, I'm, are, I'm are a little tiny, but I want the yeah. I want the full size. Yeah. Full size BB-8 to... would be rad. <laughs> it's gonna imagine... happen. Yeah, dude. Can you imagine like? Rolling in the grocery store and BB-8 full size is just cruising along with you. That'd be amazing. Uh, that would be awesome. I gotta look up I, the Hasbro BB-8 because I haven't seen that one, but honestly, it sounds cooler. Mm-hmm. I was excited about the micro machines. Did you guys see those ones? Dude, no. I didn't know micro machines was still making micro machines. But they they I did really weren't. That. Yeah, this was like their their comeback. They yeah. they struck some sort of deal and. Um, Oh my god! I I had I literally thousands of those growing up, and I would yeah. step on them all the time. Oh yeah, twist my ankle. But yeah, I I definitely I think that could maybe get me back into collecting. I'm not gonna lie. The other really cool thing was the uh, the little remote control uh, Millennium Falcon. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The drone. Oh. Yeah. The little, little yeah. Falcon drone. Think of how many more UFO sightings we're gonna get now. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Videos. <laughs> it's we, got like little LEDs on it and stuff. Yeah, we should we should pick one up and and shoot our own video. 
and let people make their, make their own views. determinations. Yeah, <laughs> because plenty so. of people people will tell us that it's a UFO. We all, um, <laughs> no, dude, we we kind of made this video. We know, but disinformation so, agents. The uh, so okay the the Sphero BB8 is 150. Yeah, and the Apple TV is 150. Which one would you <laughs> which one would you guys do? That is not a coincidence. <laughs> well, see, they need yeah, exactly. to. If Apple had been smarter, they would have partnered with Sphero, and they would have made the Apple TV a BB-8. And then you, instead <laughs> of said, "Hey Siri," you say, "Hey BB-8," and then BB-8 would do all of your TV stuff. The Hasbro <laughs> BB-8 is much bigger. Is it bigger? Yeah, it's like sizably. It's it's a lot bigger than the Sphero one. Hmm. Well, it's not always about the size, guys. Come on. That's true. Well, but, I I need to hear from people who have who have uh, played with both and figure out which one I need to look at. I, I can't stop thinking of the innuendo with all this. I'm sorry, guys. They played with both balls, and they know which one is slightly larger. And it's funny because the BB-8 in the video that I'm watching right now, the BB-8 on the left is slightly larger. Isn't it usually <laughs> the one on the left that's larger? I, I think so. That's if you're right-handed. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's totally true. <laughs> I want to jump back. Just, I have a comment about Apple that I forgot. Um, I noticed an unusually large number of people online getting unreasonably excited about the rose gold iPhone. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Did you notice that? People On Twitter? were freaking out about the rose gold iPhone. It like. Kind of like, like pink, but uh, you know, were they happy or sad? Oh, super happy! I'll <laughs> take my money now. Well, uh, okay, well, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess that's cool, and you know, I mean, let's be honest. Like most people phone, are going to cover but... that up. Yeah, yeah, you're never yeah. going to see it anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I've I've got the space gray or whatever it is on my phone but you can't see it because i've got my x-files case on it so right yeah, yeah same here i got the i want to believe i i don't even remember what color my phone is to right. be honest yeah it's always funny you take your case off when you're ready to sell your phone or get a new one or whatever and you're all, oh yeah <laughs> man this oh, phone yeah. looks weird What's sometimes phone, huh? just because <laughs> the the iphone is a very beautiful machine um i'll i when i'm like hanging around the house or just sitting at the desk working all day i'll take it out of the case just because i don't know it's just nice to see it in its in its nude form i i'm with you i mean it's it's sexy and i used to really just leave it nude uh because it's, <laughs> it's very good looking but you know I, then i dropped it and busted it out so tempting bad fate. yeah I, I know it i've never dropped a phone i really haven't and I just know I'm tempting fate, so... Uh, yeah, you better stays, find some stays, wood there, my stays friend. stays in the case. <laughs> well, uh, let's see. Have you guys heard about the Star Trek cruise? Yeah, I, I looked into it today after talking to you guys earlier. Um, wow. I just... am so excited for this. I am <laughs> sure there's probably no way I'm going to be able to figure out how to go on the Star Trek cruise. But... Mm -hmm. There is an official Star Trek cruise happening. This thing is awesome. It's going to be hosted by Captain Kirk himself, William Shatner. Yep. It's yep. going to have a bunch of Star Trek people there. Jonathan Frakes, Marina Sirtis, Denise Crosby, uh, John Delancey, a bunch of people from, from Next Generation, as well as people from uh, other other series too. But mm -hmm. uh, And they're not, they haven't finalized their list, but I think they're going to end up getting a lot of people um, from the shows there. And... This, you know, there are a lot of these these geek oriented cruises that happen now, but to me, the really cool thing about this is um, that the cruise is going to take over the entire cruise ship, not just right. like you know, a hundred people are going to be here for this you know secluded party, and there are going to be other cruisers here too, just for a normal cruise. No, mm -hmm. they're taking over the entire ship, and the ship is going to be customized for the Star Trek cruise. So they're going to recreate some uh, scenes from some of the Star Trek shows. Uh, cool. Of course, there's going to be Quark's Bar. They're going to show on a giant screen on the back deck. They're going to show um, Star Trek movies and episodes at night. So it's really going to be like a super nerd experience for Star Trek fans. Mm -hmm. um, and, I mean, it's a, it's a 
full-on cruise ship, you know, not a, a tiny chartered ship or something, 2,200 passengers. Yeah. So, um, Super, and, but super immersive, it sounds like, Jason, too. I, I mean, they said, like, they're going to have, like, scavenger hunts on the the island that they're landing at. And um, the, the, the guests, the, the Star Trek guests they're going to have aren't just there to say, hey, look at me. They're going to be uh -huh. performing and doing things, too. For, for right. entertainment. So, cool. so, yeah, I mean, for, for any Star Trek fan, it's going to be like an ultimate Star Trek, and it's pretty intimate Star Trek experience. Um, I know the prices, they say start at nine ninety five, but I think the last time I looked, um, most of the lower-priced cabins are gone and have been sold out for quite a while. Mm -hmm. So no idea how much that'll cost you, but uh, yeah, Star Trek for Cruise, it's a seven-day cruise, and it's it's sailing January 9th, 2017. They still got a while, but I think mm -hmm. if anybody's actually super interested, they should book their tickets now. You All know, the information's yeah, at StarTrekTheCruise.com for anybody who wants to look into it. StarTrekTheCruise.com. If I were uh, William Shatner or somebody like that, I, I feel like that would be somewhat claustrophobic because I am. Uh, I, I used to play a lot of those kind of celebrity autograph conventions um, for like shows like True Blood and stuff like that. And you're basically in a giant mall uh, that's connected to a hotel, and people are walking around, and they you have you know your typical super fans. And with that, at least it's just like you know if somebody's really stalking me, then I can just kind of you know get a taxi and go somewhere but you're <laughs> stuck on a boat with these fanatic people out at sea it's like that would freak me out it's a good point yeah. but I, I think that also you know the people getting involved have to know that and yeah. so this True. isn't this isn't something for for everybody um but for actors who truly appreciate the fans and enjoy being in this fan atmosphere i, I think it's great and you'll see most of the people who are on this are the people who are usually on the con circuit, do a lot of these events. So yes, this is significantly more intimate, but uh, I think they, they have to know that going into it or else it's going to be a miserable time for them. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you've ever been on a cruise, you know the last thing you want to do is spend the whole cruise in your cabin. Yeah. Right, right. Hmm. Awesome. Right. Well, we've talked about Star Wars, Star Trek, Apple products. Maureen running off to hook up with Bigfoot. <laughs> so now I, let's. I'm do, what's up? Sorry, can I jump in? Yeah, I yeah. just wanted I wanted to say um, I'm kind of going on a mini, somewhat paranormal adventure this weekend as well. Um, so what I'm what I'm doing? My um, I have a good buddy um, that I grew up with here in Asheville, and he ended up um, getting the gig as the bass player with the band Three Doors Down. If you're familiar with them. <laughs> yeah. I met them. I met them back in their heyday. Oh, really? That's funny. not not proud to say that, but right, right. <laughs> they're not. They're not. Uh, you know, they're not everybody's cup of tea musically. But my my friend Justin, he's a really good guy, and I mean, he's it's it's really changed his life because he's you know traveling all over the country and playing in like Moscow, and so it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and so he uh, he's up in Nashville, and I'm going up there this weekend to just hang out with him and another friend that lives up there. And while we're up there, there's something going on to where there's – it might be like a street festival or something, but there's a bunch of, like, free shows. And I think it's, like, Passion Pit and uh, Ben Folds are playing. I'm a huge Ben Folds fan, so um, that'll be pretty cool that it's free. And then after that, uh, I think – I don't I don't know the name of the place. I don't know exactly uh what's going on, but there's a haunted location that um that I think we have clearance to go into, but um it's it's basically just like an old prison and it's supposed to be like really really freaky and uh and we're going to go check that out. So I'm I'm pretty excited about that. That's, That's pretty awesome. awesome. I love old prisons. Oh, they are so yeah. so freaky and uh yeah, great places to explore. Are you taking any gear with you? Uh yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I don't really have much on hand anymore because my ghost hunt my ghost hunting days are kind of they've been done and gone for a little while or my field investigation has anyway, but uh I don't know. I think this day and age having an iPhone to maybe catch something on camera is probably about the best I'm going to do. Well, it still sounds fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yes. Keep us posted, my man. 
I will. If I see anything weird, I'll definitely tell the tell the tale on the next podcast. Cool. You better. <laughs> well, let's talk about Yeti because our friend the Yeti has been in the news the past uh, couple months here. Uh, yeah, just recently, a yeah, just just recently, I guess the beginning of this month, there's a story out of Siberia about a uh, a 12 year old boy who allegedly found a Yeti footprint, um, mm-hmm. this giant footprint, and he went and got his father, and his father came and took a picture of it, and of course his dad said, you know, I never believed in it, but now he does. Um, pretty giant, weird looking footprint. So who knows what that is, but even stranger, back in July, in the same region as this uh, footprint was discovered, a sculptor and artist um, was out gathering wood for his sculpture making one morning, and he says he encountered a Yeti. And it's a really weird story. The guy says that uh, (laughs) he was able to communicate telepathically with the Yeti. And the Yeti was cool and it's like hung out and let him kind of sketch out a <laughs> portrait of him. Yeah. And, you know, the guy said, I'm an artist, so I always carry a pencil with me and something <laughs> to draw on. And what he had to draw on was a piece and of wood. Some, so And some DMT. So yes. <laughs> he like, you know, took this piece of wood and sketched out the, the portrait of the yep. Yeti who was posing for him. And uh, he's got the, got this nice picture, and he said that the Yeti uh, approved of it. Very, yeah. very happy of this. Yeah, the, Yeti approved. The Sasquatch laid out on a big pile of sticks and was like, paint me like one of your French girls. <laughs> it's funny. When you, when you look at the picture, I mean, he looks – the dude looks uh, terrifying, first of all. He's huge. but um, That's why he was, wasn't scared to just chill out yeah. with the Yeti. He's like, I could take this, um, yeah. but it looks like he drew it on a fruit roll-up. I'm not kidding. If you go and Google the picture, I know you said it was a piece of wood. Yeah, yeah, no, it was it was a log that he drew it on. And there, there are pictures of it on the log, and I guess he, okay. you know, cut the cut the bark off and unrolled it. Gotcha. Like, gotcha. But so yeah, it, it does look like he did it on a fruit roll-up. That's pretty funny. I'm, a, I'm an artist, so I always bring like a pen or pencil and a couple fruit roll-ups wherever I go. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, it's good to uh, see the uh, the cryptids making their way back into the news. It's always good, and and you know, I mean, some weird shit happens in Siberia all the time, and uh, you know, some of the the stranger stories of the paranormal come out of Siberia. Yeah, um, but it's pretty oh, far Jason, away, I, yeah. and, and nobody really wants to go there, so we're not going to be able to find out if it's true or not. <laughs> that's that's true. It's not the first destination spot for tourism. Um, Jason, I saw something today. I don't know if you you've had to have heard about this about your neck of the woods about a <laughs> a pterodactyl being seen in Boise. Have you heard about this? <laughs> oh, I thought that was in Ohio. I I, 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 I did not hear I, about that. No. Okay. I I thought I heard something about it being out of Boise, Idaho. Really. Um, there's supposedly footage on YouTube of it. Um, trying to see if I can see anything here. Yeah, uh, I think I saw the same thing you're talking about, but I, I was under the impression that that was in Ohio. Okay. Yeah, I. it seems to be going pretty viral. It was showing up all over my Facebook today. But then again, you guys know with some of these these folks that we follow on Facebook, things just get a little out of control sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, but, it it apparently was in Ohio, and I, I'm watching the okay. video right now, and that's, you know, uh, well, I don't, I will dare say it does not move, in my opinion, like an organic uh, flying uh, bat-like wing system would. Okay, well, yeah. debunked, I'm glad we could do that. <laughs> yeah, it even, it even like dips down and moves at one point, it totally just looks like a, like a, I don't know, some sort of uh, flying drone or kite apparatus like we've seen popularly around lately. Gotcha, gotcha. I can say if it was in, in Boise, it could easily be many things. We have lots of birds of prey in this state. Right. It, was just Mike, yeah. it was Michael Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> the sequel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Sorry, guys. No, that's quite all right. No, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. Now I'm going to have yeah. to look into that. Fun yeah, catch. look into it. <laughs> yeah, I really want to go on a, a a Bigfoot 
watching trip. I haven't really done that uh, very much. Um, but that's high Honestly, on high on my to do list. I'm not going to Siberia. I'm not. Uh, I guess uh, I'll leave Yeti to someone else. But Bigfoot, <laughs> um, right in right in my backyard, basically. Whether you true. believe whether you believe in Bigfoot or not, it's so fun because my brother Micah and I, um, there up in Cherokee, North Carolina, which is right near us, there is a huge like such a long list of of Bigfoot sightings and even like lizard man sightings and weird things that are also. Um, kind of deeply seated in the Cherokee Indian culture around the area. And so we put together like a team, I'd probably say, I don't know, maybe eight or nine years ago. And we rented a cabin uh, right near a place called the Kanati Fork Trail out there. And, you know, none of us really expected to see a Bigfoot, but it was really cool to like put together these teams and then like go out into the woods at night and go like really deep into the into the mountains in the middle of the night and just like sit on these trails and like just listen to what the wilderness sounded like because when we were out there on this particular instance it sounded like down in the valley and I'm not sure if this is what we were hearing for real or not but it sounded like down in the valley we could hear in the distance just beating of drums that sounded like old traditional Cherokee drums. And whether that was what we were hearing or not, it was an incredibly surreal experience. So if you ever get a chance to do anything like that, totally do it, whether it's a camping trip or what. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. I will take you up on that. <laughs> just come, just come over, just come over to, uh, to North Carolina, Jason, and we'll just, we'll, we'll, we'll put something together. You too, Ryan. You're closer anyway, Ryan. That's a good point. I am closer geographically for sure. Yeah, I've been getting a lot more into cryptids lately, guys. I'm doing some research for an upcoming uh, project, and it's just been keeping me up. I've been having a lot of nightmares looking into the Dover Demon of Massachusetts. Oh yeah, and uh, and the rake and uh, ugh, the Mad Gasser. They just, I mean, these things sound like you know comic <laughs> comic book villains, but um. Yeah, there've been so many sightings of just these strangest, oddest creatures out there, and I was really, I was never really into it, guys. I'm gonna be honest. I just got you know UFOs on the mind constantly, but um, I'm really starting to dig into this some of this stuff, and uh, pretty creepy for sure. Well, we'll do an episode of the podcast about weird and creepy creatures. Yeah, let's do it. Gary Busey is mine. <laughs> done uh that would probably be number one on the list yeah <laughs> where oh. is he now i'm so worried he's on a bunch of amazon commercials <laughs> oh i didn't tell you guys this i uh one time i was down at the uh the south sea excuse me south street seaport here in new york and i'm i'm in the bathroom you know doing my thing um number one i, I don't want to get too uh <laughs> thank you for too, gr- too gross here you're welcome and this guy's just standing next to me, the, the urinal over, and he's just whistling the night away. And I look over, and it's Gary freaking Busey oh, just so staring awesome. at me, staring into my soul. And he was dressed in a pirate outfit. I had, <laughs> I honestly thought I was on drugs, but I ended up finding out later that day he was on the, uh, what was Trump's show? Uh, the the, the reality there you go. It was a season where they were doing some sort of thing and Busey was on it. And I just happened to be there when it was filming. And I just, I, I felt like I was in a bad dream, to be honest. But Wow. Ryan, you met Gary Busey right around the time that he met the president. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Gary yeah, Busey, number was, one uh, on the list of weird. I like it. And number one Trump supporter. Oh, my God. I'm leaving. I'm going to Canada if that happens. Swear to God. There you go. There you go. Well, uh, do you run into a lot of celebrities in New York? I, I mean, yeah. But, I mean, Jason can attest. You don't really realize it until after. You're like, that yeah. person looked familiar. Um, you know, working in the, the Midtown area, you do run into a lot of, like, Broadway people. But I wouldn't really consider them celebrities. But you get the occasional movie star here and there and uh they're super nice you know i i was working yesterday and i uh i met chris kyle you know the the actual american sniper guy his wife his wife came into the uh the coffee shop i was working at and uh super nice again not a huge celebrity by any means but um yeah 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 yeah. It, it happens um every now and again but the Busey story i'm just happy i lived to tell the tale I didn't see a ton of celebrities when I lived in New York, but uh, 
the one that I think I enjoyed the most, it actually made me stop and laugh, was seeing uh, Geraldo Rivera. <laughs> he, oh, that's cool. I was crossing through a, through a crosswalk and looked up and saw him driving his car. I saw, I, I said, I know that mustache. And <laughs> I just I stopped at the crosswalk and laughed. I said, that's Geraldo. That's hilarious. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, you can see that freaking mustache from space. That's right. What a throwback. And Yeti probably has the best mustache of all. Actually, I think Bigfoot <laughs> and Yeti should have a mustache off. Oh, I think Bigfoot would probably win because I think they get some differentiation between their hair color. You know, kind of like Chewbacca. Yeah, well, get Chewbacca well, too. Darker hair generally seems thicker, so I'm going to say that Bigfoot probably would win. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll bring them down to Williamsburg and give them a run for their money. If we ever find a couple, we'll we'll uh, we'll fly them in and we'll we'll have that that contest. <laughs> sponsored by rogue planet sponsored by rogue planet that'd be epic <laughs> set it up guys let's do it i'm in yeah you could probably find people in williamsburg who could pass off for it anyway but <laughs> well that is all for this episode of the rogue planet remember to check out rogueplanet.tv for all your geeky weird awesome news um we've got some more video content going up there podcasts um, ramblings by Ryan, all the good stuff. <laughs> and remember to follow Maureen on her journey and hear about how she gets attacked by a bear and had to use her smelly socks to get away. Um, she's on, she said, Twitter, Twitter and ugh, Periscope at Maureen Ellsbury. Um, I think that's it. So thanks for joining us today and we will see you in the future. Arriba, dare chief.